Starwise Talk, Starwise Talk, we watch together. It is Monday. I hope you had a wonderful weekend, and I hope you're ready to get this conversation started about watching. Let me just say that the ending of Handmaiden's Tale was exceptional. I don't know where we're going from here. I'm not going to give you that much to go off of because if you haven't watched season four, then you need to. But it just got better every episode. It gave me everything that I wanted as an ending. It finally gave me what I wanted from Handmaiden's Tale. Revenge. In the sweetest way, too. Like, it was just so fulfilling. There's just something about revenge in a story where you don't see a lot of it getting given to the people that deserve it. And in a story, in a setting like Handmaid's Tale, for that to have that sort of an ending for that season, it just makes me excited about whatever they're going to do for the next one. Whatever that's going to be. Um, I definitely think June is different than she was at the beginning of the story. And who she's become is just incredibly exceptional. And I'm just excited to see where she goes from here. I'm truly excited. Uh, But today, on this Monday, we're going to be talking about something that has nothing to do with June and um, has nothing to do with um, that show. So let's get the conversation started by talking about knowing what movies are worth the theater. I think we can all just guess what movies are worth the movie theater. And they're not all Disney. They're not all Marvel, they're not all DC. Like a good movie has good actors, has a good storyline, and has a good plot. It has it has a way to convince you to see it. Uh, we're talking about James Bond, uh, Daniel Craig, action-packed thriller rides. We're talking about The Matrix. We're talking about movies you want to see in the movie theater. I would have said we were talking about Black Widow, and we did see that in the movie theater. Granted, she had an entire fit about DC, I mean Disney, which I can understand, but at the same time, this is a different climate. There's not that many people in the movie theaters. People are not racing to the movie theaters. Things have changed. People have realized that they don't need them. Granted, we can't unlock our fire TVs and we can't do things we used to do with them. That's great. But, um... We still don't want to spend that amount of ridiculous money. So that's the other thing. Like, the whole thing with movie theaters is they've got to convince us that we want to see what they have available. And do we want to see what they have available? What do they really have available? I'm sorry, me laying on my couch ordering Chinese food is far better than me being stuck in a movie theater spending $10 on a drink that's unlimited. I mean... I could just buy a two-liter bottle of soda, my favorite flavor, and buy like five of those for the price of the damn soda at the movie theater with the ice and the diluted flavor and all the sugar. And granted, I do like the popcorn. The popcorn is absolutely delicious, and I would eat that any day in any way. But outside of the popcorn, the allure of the movie theater, it's like a time capsule. Like... It's like going back in time. That's what it feels like. 
Like, I don't know where I'm going to be in a setting where I'm like, hey, did you go to the movies? I'm not going to be in a setting where I act that because the people that I work with aren't don't feel like movie people. And also, like, my family members aren't movie people like that. So it's not really a situation where I could be like, hey, did you go to the movie today? Because no one's going to say that. I don't think the movies are worth the amount of money it costs to go to them. I still haven't seen the uh, Fast and Furious 9 movie, and I'm going to see it, but I'm going to buy it on demand. Um, I don't know. Having access to movies at home versus the movie theaters is more intriguing to me, and that's just it. Mentally, I don't think I can go backwards. We're not waiting for movies to come out because as soon as they come out in the theater, they're out on demand like a week later. And that's what we want. And that's how it should be. Why are we waiting? Why is everything predicated on Hollywood and movie theaters? Have you been to Hollywood? Come on, please stop. These actors that have been doing this forever are getting old. Like they're elderly. Pass. Next. It's not working. Movie theaters... Get ready to lay in your grave and be gone. Because your time is running out. You're all going to get bulldozed. Next part of our conversation, watching after COVID. Watching movies and TV shows and series or or whatever after COVID. I don't think it's going to be the same. I think we've learned that we don't need a movie theater. I think we learned that we like watching things on Netflix or on any of these streaming devices where you can watch the entire season. We'll even be patient with Disney where we have to wait every week for WandaVision to come on. Uh, I think we recognize that Loki is an exceptional show and that Marvel has the ability to show us things that we might not have thought were possible. I mean, if you're reading the comic books and you're connecting the dots between the comics and the shows, um, you can see how far they're willing to go. Even being able to watch Stargirl and being able to really get into the thrill of it all with DC and Marvel, there's just... You're not going to be able to find that on a regular cable network, and you're also not going to be able to find that in a movie theater. The Hollywood entendre of look at me now is dying. And I think COVID being trapped inside for over a year or limited with what you could do has definitely erupted something that might not have happened as fast. It's given a realization to people that I don't need to make a movie day. We can do a Netflix chill. I don't need to spend all this time and effort buying tickets. I could just watch that movie next week when it's free. Like, I like Black Widow, but I'm not spending all that money on her. I'll watch her on Disney+. Plus and I'll pay $20 to watch it with the kids at home in the house. See what I just did? Comfort is key. So... If you're looking for a reason, a window, an explanation, a why this is happening. If, if you're looking for something like that, let me tell you that 
it's over. COVID has done it. COVID has showed us what's important and what's not important, especially with watching. It showed us that don't we want to be around our family members? Don't we want to be able to FaceTime? Don't we want to be able to do all these things so we can be together even if we can't be together? And if we can FaceTime, if we can Zoom, if we can do all these things together differently than we were doing before. And we can have movie parties, but we're watching it on Netflix or Hulu. If we can figure out how to do that, why would we ever go back? Great question, huh? Why? We wouldn't. Anyways, COVID has definitely changed things, but I think for the better. Next part of the conversation, there's something about Gotham City. There's something about Gotham City. It's dirty. It's crazy. It's loud. It's unforgettable. It's unapologetic. It's New York. The comparison is just exceptional. Um, but there's something about it with the DC Batman Harley Quinn Joker thing where I find it exciting seeing what Joker is going to ruin next and how Harley Quinn's going to be the pudding that she is. I think that Gotham City can continue to grow. Characters can erupt from anything. Uh, anything is possible. I, and I think that. The bad guys will always be there and Batman will try to save the day. But what makes you think Batman isn't a bad guy? And what makes you think that Batman and Joker don't have far more common than meets the eye? Why does Batman always have to be the hero? That's a thought, right? Anyways, I'm just saying. That is the end of the pod on this Monday. Thank you for tuning in as always to Star Wars Talk. Star Wars Talk. We watch together. I'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Bye.